Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ag Innovation News Podcast, presented by the Agricultural Utilization Research Institute of Minnesota. I'm Dan Scogan, your host for the Ag Innovation News Podcast. Now, guests on Ag Innovation News Podcast shed light on innovations in value-added agriculture, highlight important voices and work that's being done throughout the Minnesota agriculture sector, and educate the public about resources and organizations that support Minnesota agriculture. Today, we'll be visiting with Laura Bachmeyer, AURI's Business Development Director of MEAT. AURI has been and continues to be involved in meat processing grant programs through USDA's AMS program. Laura Bachmeyer, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dan. Glad to be here. Let's get started with your bio and your background and what your path was to get to AURI. To start off, I definitely have always been very committed and passionate about all sectors of the agricultural industry. Growing up, I was absolutely surrounded by agriculture. I am a multi-generation farmer on both sides of my family, both in Minnesota and North Dakota. So that's really where I got exposed to agriculture. And I think throughout life, I definitely show that passion and commitment. So In my youth, I definitely was heavily involved and participated in 4-H and FFA, which I think are great organizations to really allow the youth to pursue agriculture. But there's also other areas just to build leadership and that they can take through the remainder of their career, both professional and personal life. To this day, because I do have a lot of that passion, I still am very committed to those organizations, being a judge, livestock evaluator for a lot of these career and leadership development events for the youth to help what I learned and expose that to them. A bit about my background as well, I attended North Dakota State University where I received multiple degrees, starting off with my bachelor's degree, received my animal science and another major in agricultural business. And then decided to, rather entering the workforce, wanted to continue and pursue a more advanced degree and received my master's degree in meat science and muscle biology, where I primarily focused on pork quality on a national basis. And through that time, I was actively involved in various on-campus organizations and student memberships outside within the industry that I really think helped shape a lot of who I am today. And I can name many of those, Sigma Alpha Professional Agricultural Sorority, Collegiate Cattle Women's, I did livestock judging, participated in some animal science quadrathlons, and even more. But ultimately, after my master's, was going to pursue a PhD, but I really just wanted to dive into the agricultural industry. And afterwards, started with the National Pork Board. And I was the director of pork safety and quality there, where I focused a lot of my efforts in the research of pork safety and quality, because at the end of the day, we want a safe product for consumption of meat products, as well just doing a lot of education, not only with the swine producers, but others that are involved in the industry. And along the way, learned a bit more about AURI and always wanted to come back home to the great state of Minnesota. And from that point on, I've been with AURI for a little over two years now and continue to assist in their mission. And Laura, when you came to AURI, it really was their need for a meat scientist or someone who could work in that 
realm of processing meat. So tell us a little bit about your duties. What are they having you do at AURI? Within AURI, my position as the business development director of meat is really to assist those meat and poultry processors, again, within our mission of advancing the value-added meat industry, really for the purpose of rural economic development, uh, by providing that leadership with my knowledge and expertise throughout education and trading coordination, exploring those new meat innovations and developing those robust professional networks and really just to assist those processors. And I know we'll definitely get into this today, but just a more competitive and resilient local and regional meat and poultry supply chain for those very small to small, even medium scale processors in Minnesota and even in our region whether they're a brick-and-mortar startup establishment that are inquiring about entering into the supply chain, but also those that have been well-established for many years or those that transition and started working at a young age at a butcher shop and being able to provide them that support from a business perspective. When you came to AURI, it was about the same time that they had received their first egg marketing service grant through USDA. What was the intent of that grant program and what were you expected to work on? When I started with AURI, we had done some early work as well as being a part of other programs. And right after COVID, we've definitely heard of the bottlenecks that were addressed. So as I mentioned before, within my role, really with this first cooperative agreement with the Agricultural Marketing Service was to really empower those local and regional meat and poultry processors, specifically animal-based protein in the upper Midwest. So when we talk about those specific areas, that includes obviously Minnesota, but our surrounding states, North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, and Wisconsin. And really, it's a collaborative effort between AURI and USDA AMS to really ensure that viable, local, regional, small to medium scale processing industry. And we're doing that through a variety of support mechanisms. And with a lot of the federal and state programs that are supporting local and regional meat processing, it's really our goal to identify the needs of the industry, address them in terms of collaboration to help strengthen the competitiveness of those facilities and businesses. It is a pilot project. Potentially, there's opportunities to see from our findings and learnings where this is throughout other regions, throughout the United States. And from the project, we have a variety of project pillars, which include conducting a finance working group, really looking at those financial components within the industry, have a regional advisory task force, conducted a needs assessment, as well as developed a variety of deliverables and resources, including our resource database, as well as a benchmarking tool, and beyond that, just providing support through business development and technical assistance. Well, that's a pretty good summary of what you learned from that initial project. Is the work completed? To date, our project will officially be completed next year in March, but over the past two years, 
We certainly have put in a lot of effort and commitment to this project, not only from AURI's perspective, but ultimately recommendations to USDA AMS, as well as to our processors. And to date, a majority of the work has been completed. I named a few of the project pillars that we have. As I mentioned, our finance working group is completed. We regularly meet with our regional advisory task force group completed our needs assessment to really identify the three priorities of understanding what are those bottlenecks, what resources could be developed to further support those processors, whether that be anything from financials to, again, business development to any types of training and education. And beyond that, putting together various short courses to address those bottlenecks. And to date, we have completed one short course, and that one was held this past March that really focused on financing a new establishment, but also anyone that is considering looking into expanding their facilities, looking at those sources and uses and various steps that they could really put what's in their head and put it to pen and paper to really envision and put those steps into place. And with this project, the conversations continue to be discussed with our various task forces and working groups in our region, because a lot of these learnings and key findings to determine what's working well, further opportunities that we can assist in pursuing and just, again, those really collaborative efforts, because at the end of the day, our meat processors are a part of the supply chain. And as I mentioned before, during COVID, we saw some disruptions and how we can further support them. I'm probably going to circle back to that a little bit about solving that bottleneck problem. But I was curious because I see now that AURI is, is starting to work with a round of meat processor grants from USDA. What's AURI's role going to be with this new round of grants? AURI has another agreement with USDA, Agricultural Marketing Services, and we are one of seven meat and poultry processing technical assistant providers, which from now on I'll refer to as MPPTA. And essentially with this program, what we are providing is connecting with those processors to support them in four various scopes of work. It's a very collaborative effort with these other organizations because we all bring a variety of wealth of knowledge and expertise from each organizations. And based on geographical location, we're able to assist those processors much more on a micro basis on that one-on-one -on -one consultation. Its original adoption was focusing on federal grant management. Lots of dollars through the American Rescue Act were put towards meat and poultry processing, again, from some of the disruptions that we saw during the COVID-19 pandemic. So from that, that was original federal grant management and supporting those processors. Because a lot of our processors, being very small to small to medium scale, wear multiple hats. They are fabricating the carcasses, their HR, their owners, and they play various roles, even accountants in there. So being able to best support them and through the process of the grant management. But since the inception of the technical assistant program, which started last year, 
we've definitely broadened many of our scopes of work and being able to assist them in various ways because processors may not always have a project ready. You know, that's where that pen and paper comes into play. But being able to assist them beyond some of those dollars that are available for them to pursue growth, for example, or being able to sustain and viability within their businesses. Great stuff. I want to take a little deeper dive in that. But first, I want to remind our listeners that you're listening to the Ag Innovation News podcast presented by the Agricultural Utilization Research Institute of Minnesota. And today we're visiting with Laura Bachmeyer. Laura is AURI's Business Development Director of MEAT, and they have been working through some USDA Ag Marketing Service grant programs. And we're discussing what those programs are, who should be applying, and some of the details on that. So Laura, let's do that deeper dive about technical service assistance. What will AURI be doing to help these applicants? And and maybe a, a combination question, who's applying? Is it the processor, the producer? What services can they expect to get? Technical assistance from some perspective can be thought of as a very broad term. So specifically with our role as a technical assistant provider, we are offering a variety of capabilities. And again, as I mentioned before, the MPPTA network, which AURI amongst other organizations, was really established for those local and regional processors to provide support for federal grants. But since the inception, we have now been allowed other activities that have really brought in the activity to a degree where we can assist even further with state and local grant programs. Within the past year or so, there have been grants such as MPEP, which stands for the Meat and Poultry Expansion Program, MPERG, which stands for the Meat and Poultry Inspection Readiness Grant. Recently in July, there was a grant due in terms of the local MCAP, which was increasing capacity and allowing for processors to purchase any type of upgrades or new equipment to their facilities to better support that supply chain at the end of the day. So specifically to AURI, though, within our scopes of work, within the federal grant management, a lot of kind of examples that we can provide to processors, because this may be novel to them applying for some of these grants, is first off obtaining their certain numbers, which is more at kind of a tax level, but obtaining some certain unique identifier numbers, some taxpayer numbers, because that's really how they're first going to get started and able to actually hit apply and submit their project. We're able to really assist them in just navigating that application process because it can be a little cumbersome if you're new to applying for a grant. We're able to determine any of those project eligibility components. A lot of the eligibility is particularly sometimes based on the type of inspection that you have at your facility. Not necessarily one thing is not the number of animals that you're harvesting. It's really, again, to increase that capacity. How are we able to work with our livestock producers in terms of inventory of that product to continue to make sure that they're viable? 
as well, one of the main pieces to grants is definitely writing a grant. There's a variety of grants out there and being able to share verbally, but put that again to pen and paper and describe in detail that project narrative as to what are the goals of the project? How will that benefit not only the small business of the meat processor, but the community in supplying to potentially a rural community and being able to provide them additional sources of protein. As well, just providing commentary on some of that information that they are putting in the application process before hitting that submit. And just any questions that they have along the way of if their project is compatible with what is written in the RFA, which stands for the Request for Applications, which the USDA puts together to really define those parameters as to what they are looking for in a project. If I'm tracking properly, what I'm hearing is really there is a large menu of opportunities. And one of the services that's being provided is helping the client or the producer create a better application. Is that accurate? That is completely accurate because these dollars are available, again, as I mentioned, through the American Rescue Act. And through that, they're providing further opportunities for our beef and poultry processors. And again, this can be a novel concept to some processors and we're able to provide that support in a variety of aspects. The only three things we are not able to do is to write the grant. However, we're able to refer to grant writers here at AURI and the other organizations in our technical assistant network across the country definitely have those networks and us connecting with our small business development centers, our economic development centers, rural development, other organizations we're using in support within that system to best provide a application that is addressing all of the components to what needs to be in that grant. What a great service, because for anybody who's ever done a grant, they can be intimidating, especially if you're not around them a lot. And so a great service, but are they also applying for funds? So each grant on the federal and even state level, and specifically to AURI, because we are technically housed in Minnesota, but again, supporting our five state region. There are other grants in other states, but with our support, specifically to Minnesota, there is the Agri Grants, which is fostered through the Minnesota Department of Ag, the MDA. If there's any assistance needed in that component, and within all of these grants, whether they're federal, state, or local, we'll have varying degrees of funding. Specifically right now, there is a grant available, which is called the MPEP, which I had referenced before, which was released last year, but that was round one or phase one. Now, through the American Rescue Act, there is a phase two for the MPEP, the Meat and Poultry Expansion Program, and that is being administered by rural development. So this does allow costs to be pertaining to construction as well as equipment. And for this fund, there is a 70% cost share. Processors can request a minimum of $250,000, 
but there is a maximum that they can also request, which goes all the way up to $10 million. But as I mentioned, that 70% cost share, as an example, if a processor has $1 million of construction or equipment purchases, they will need to provide in matching funds $70,000. And then USDA Rural Development, as a grant administrator, that processor would then qualify to receive $300,000 in a grant. And with dollars out there right now, in terms of equipment and over the years, you know, prices have gone up a little bit. So this definitely is a good opportunity for them to apply for funding there. Previously, I had mentioned the local meat capacity grant, local MCAP, and which closed July 19th of this year, 2023, and they're currently reviewing applications. But that grant, there were actually two project types. One did require a cost share matching funds through that program within the, the first project type, but the second project type was equipment only, and there was no match required. So if a processor asked for $100,000 specific to equipment, whether that be a bandsaw, something to improve their animal welfare, worker safety components, even to a new grinder, they were able to apply for that grant and wouldn't have to contribute any dollars towards that. So ultimately, each federal, state, local grant has various funding. And just reading in between the fine lines of what they may have to contribute if there is a cost share match. But that's where those discussions can occur, where here at AURI, we can have those conversations with the processors again, reading in between those fine lines within the request for applications. And Laura, I understand that through this USDA grant, AURI is about to start offering a couple of short courses again on meat processing, and I think byproducts and hides. Tell me a little bit about those programs that are coming up. This is very in correlation to both of the efforts that we're working with USDA, again, very collaborative. And as I mentioned before, we had conducted a needs assessment within our five-state region. And from that, identified from those responses in our questionnaire that there were five themes that were identified. And from that, beyond communication with our technical assistant network nationwide, Byproducts and hides always kind of rose to the top of not necessarily always a bottleneck, but for some processors it is. Historically, for byproducts and hides, processors were having rendering companies come to them paying for that, whether that be $5, $25, or $35. But over the past 20-some years, that has kind of switched and vice versa, where now there's a fee to remove that. And a lot of that is ending up in landfills. So with that, AURI, again, being a value added within our mission, we are putting together this short course to address that bottleneck, but being able to put together a panel where learning from processors that are conducting alternative applications for uses and applications for those byproducts and hides. We're even creating a kind of how-to guide 
of utilizing some of that offal and other non-traditional non-meat products, but still come from the animal for that full carcass utilization of creating a pet food that a processor can look at this how-to guide, utilize that information and be able to put that on there and impact their bottom line for their business. So that's just a, another example. We have conducted a study, too, of looking at other applications throughout the United States for those byproducts and hides, again, for that full carcass utilization to get more value out of those animals. So if somebody's listening today and would like to participate in either of those short courses, is there a cost and how do they register? Specifically for our byproducts and hide utilization short course, the event will be held virtually on October 26th and multiple ways to register, whether you go to LinkedIn, best option is to go to our AURI website, auri.org. And if you scroll down just a little bit and there's six blocks there, right in the top middle tile in the center is a page called Meat Science, which really encompasses a lot of what we have talked about today, Dan. But if you click on that, scroll down a little bit and you'll see upcoming events and participants can just click on the link and that will direct you to the registration page. And it is a no cost to register for the event. And we're really hoping that we get not only good participation, but really advance that dialogue and address questions that processors and others within the industry may have that we can provide a response to. And then does AURI follow up with attendance and create potential projects from that? Or is it more of a learning experience? You know, it's a combination of both of them because there definitely is an option. Again, our contact information is always available for processors to get connected to us, whether it is in relation to that byproducts and high utilization, short and long-term strategies. But we are also, again, as a technical assistant provider and learning more about the learnings and findings that we've discussed today, we're always open to communicate with processors beyond that. And Certainly, it's applicable to start client projects based on the various capabilities that AURI can pursue. And Laura, we both mentioned COVID pandemic and how some of this work came through that. And there was a bottleneck that occurred and supply chain issues that came out of the COVID pandemic. So in your opinion, are some of those issues being resolved or have they been resolved through this work? Or are we better prepared for the next disruption? Where do you think we're at? Being out in the field and talking with processors as well as our industry partners, A, we absolutely identified bottlenecks, and that's why we're using that collaborative effort to address them. From out in the field, there's been various responses if the bottlenecks have been addressed completely or not. And I'll give one example. Previously, you know, when COVID hit, there was a backlog of animals in producers wanting to have their animals be harvested and had to wait 10, 12, 18 months out beforehand. So from a producer perspective thinking, well, in the genetic terms, if I breed this animal on this day, when are they going to reach their market weight? Poultry, pigs, and cattle have various biological cycles and frameworks there that just having to think forward and ahead. But Today, we're hearing that that backlog of animals waiting for slaughter spots has decreased significantly. So I will say that bottleneck has been addressed. Again, things can always change. 
But from the other bottlenecks, one of the things absolutely defined is that labor issue. I'm still continuing to address that. But I would say, again, through the work that we are doing and the resources that we are putting together for that viability competitiveness is absolutely impacting our processors in a positive nature. Laura, you've left us with a lot of good information today, but if you've piqued somebody's interest or they want to get more information, where should they go? As I mentioned during how to even register for our short courses, if you just log into our AURI.org website, you certainly can get connected with our meets team. We also have just a general inquiry form and that will get back to us no matter what, whether that's a phone call, a virtual conversation, visiting your facility, or emailing us and being able to communicate through that perspective. But even if you're not a processor, we're always open to that communication and hearing your perspective in terms of this meat and poultry processing industry from our local and regional perspective. Any final thoughts? You get the last word as our guest today, Laura. Anything you want to leave them with? Well, appreciate this opportunity first and foremost, but you know, there's dollars out there for processors to utilize. And I just think in general, the efforts that AURI is putting towards the meat and poultry processing industry within our region will have significant impacts and the recommendations to USDA to, again, be competitive in this sector will be very beneficial at the end of the day. All good stuff. We've been visiting with Laura Bachmeyer, AURI's Business Development Director of Meat. Laura, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. And thank you for joining us today and listening to the Ag Innovation News podcast presented by the Agricultural Utilization Research Institute of Minnesota. I want to thank my podcast crew, Lisa Martinez, AURI Communications Coordinator and Editor of this production. To learn more about AURI, go to auri.org.